is Pastor Brandon Neely, and we have a special episode today, one where Pastor Stewart is not able to make it, so I am all alone. We'll see how well this goes, but this is episode 12, I do believe, of our continued series on infant baptism. This is a part of our ministry here at Christ Church of Acadiana, and the purpose of these podcasts are to lay out the arguments so that you can be a good Berean and study them for yourselves. We report, you decide. Today's episode is entitled, The Great Commission, The Great Commission, and I can already see why it's good to have Pastor Stewart here. Um, I'm turning on an awkward radio voice here, but here we go. I'm going to read it for us. It's Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. We're jumping right in. Glad you're here. Jumping in. Verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So just a quick little explanation of what's going on here. This is the Great Commission, as many of you already know, and the command is twofold. We're to go and we are to disciple. Now, the word to go is a participle beginning at the beginning of the sentence, but uh, most scholars would say that it, it functions as a command to go, and we are to disciple. The direct object is the nations. Who are we to disciple? People out of the nations? No. Folks out of the nations? No. Individuals out of the nations? No. The direct object is the word ethnos, nations. There is a uh, word modifying nations right in front of it. All nations. This is a global dominion mandate. This is an extension of the full blossoming of the dominion mandate given to Adam. This is Jesus' commissioning of his disciples with all authority to go in his name to disciple the nations, to teach them to observe all of the laws that he commanded and are, of course, recorded in the Bible. They would also be baptizing these disciples, these nations. Uh, the command, of course, the command to go and to teach is modified by two participles, teaching and baptizing. So a participle is that ing ending, very common in Greek. And these participles could mean um, disciple the nations with these means, teaching and baptizing. Or it could mean that the tools for making disciples are teaching and and baptizing. Uh, we're not exactly clear on that, but there's two participles, teaching, baptizing. We are to go, we are to disciple, and we are to do so with two participles, modifying that, teaching, baptizing. Makes sense? Hope everyone's got that. Um, in the book of Acts, you can see the history of their go, go, going. They get on and they get off to a great start. They begin in Jerusalem and they go to Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. The Apostle Paul, it's reported, may have even made it to Tarshish, which is modern-day Spain. They're going. They're discipling the nations, and they're baptizing and teaching. Now, this baptism that Jesus inaugurates was something new. This is not John's baptism. John's baptism was an Old Testament baptism. It was given to circumcised Jews as a sign of their repentance and a cleansing of their heart in preparation for the coming of the kingdom. Jesus' baptism is something totally new. 
When we are baptized into the church, we are joined with all the other nations, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Hope that makes sense for everyone. Uh, The baptism of John was temporary. It was transitional. Someone greater was coming who would baptize with the Holy Spirit. But Jesus' baptism is for the end of the age. Jesus' baptism was not like John's. It was permanent. It was new. It was to the end of the age. It signified, of course, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the pouring out of the Spirit, which unites someone to his death and resurrection, you know, which saves someone. It is a picture of that, and it was to be given to all those who receive the promises of the new covenant. The New Testament church has always practiced baptism from the very beginning, and uh, we use the words into the name of the Father, the name of the Spirit, and the name of the Son. That's covenantal, formal language, and it signifies that the person baptized is coming into a relationship with the Trinity. They're entering the covenant family. Nowhere in this entire commission are children excluded. In fact, the word nations most certainly includes children. We teach the children. We make disciples of the children. We baptize the children. Baptism is a natural part of that. We are signaling by giving them the sign that signals that they too are in the covenant with God. The teaching and the baptism will not serve them well unless they trust and obey, unless they believe, but this is what we do as a part of our Great Commission. We go, we make disciples, teaching, baptizing. Hope that's been a blessing to you all, and I hope that helps you better understand the nature of Jesus' baptism that He commissioned us with in the Great Commission. See y'all next time.